Praise God. I want to welcome everyone today. If you're a guest this morning, we are very glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being here. If it's your first or your second time with us, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back of the sanctuary. We have a small token of appreciation to give you for being here this morning. If you're joining us online, wherever you're watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service. Pray that you're blessed by it as well in Jesus' name. I I realize he's not a stranger to most of us, but I want to say it's great to have Brother Yu in service with us this morning. I know we see him a lot at Sunday night and Thursday nights, but it's been a while since he's been in Arnold. Brother Yu is not only a uh, co-worker of mine, but I consider him to be one of my uh, close friends, and I appreciate him very much. It's great to have him with us today. There are there are days, there are services where you feel like you have a message from God, and all the songs that are sung are like completely opposite. And you're like, okay, did one of us miss it? Or did we both get it? Or are you testing me? And then, every now and then, every now and then, it all just like fits perfectly together. Now, the other times, I I understand some of the reasons why that happens. I'm not going to explain it now. If you're curious, I'll tell you after service. And it's not that anybody messed up or anybody missed it. There, there are oftentimes it's because there's a balance that comes. So I am telling you some of the reasons. <laughs> and then every every now and then, every now and then, the songs and the message are just like completely together. This happens to be one of those rare days. I don't know. I, what was it tell me? I have. I, I, I'm getting older. I'm starting to dabble in memory loss. So, what was that first song we sang today? We have overcome. We've we've sing sung. He's the lion and the lamb. We have sung that you have won the victory. And and what I have come feeling led to preach today is in essence, what does that mean for you and I? Some of you were at Gather last week, and uh, you, you, if you were there on Wednesday night, Brother Godwin touched on something th- Wednesday night that I it's just been rolling over and over in my mind, my spirit since that night. And so if you would go with me to Romans chapter 8, Verse number one, and I'm going to read uh, more verses at the beginning here, perhaps than normal, but if you'll just uh, bear with me. Romans 8 and verse number one, Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If you're battling condemnation, you might not be walking after the proper thing. You may want to 
check that because there should be no condemnation to those that are in Christ. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God it's an enemy of it's hostile to God for it the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God but ye are not in the flesh but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. You're not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. If the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life. Because of righteousness. And verse 11, last verse. But if the Spirit, and, and notice please, if, if, if you have your own Bible or it's the same thing on the screen, notice please that the word Spirit is a capital S and that's very important because that means it's referring to the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. If you haven't noticed before, there's other places where the word Spirit is a lowercase s because it's not referring to the Spirit of God. It may be referring to a human spirit or to an evil spirit. And so the capital S means it is referring to the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Message Bible says it this way, verse 11. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life. He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. Bring you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be as alive as Christ. I want to preach to you this morning for a little bit on this subject. The original, not a duplicate. The original, 
not a duplicate, or I could say it this way, not a replica. God, I know, I feel, and I believe that your presence and your power is in this place today. We have felt it in our worship. We have recognized it during our praise. And God, I believe that you are here today to do a work in somebody's life. I pray right now, God, that as we move forward in this service, there would be a releasing of faith in this sanctuary, that the word spoken would be mixed with faith, that it might profit us in this place today. God, you know every individual, every circumstance, every situation of every life in this place today. You know exactly what needs to be done and most importantly have the ability to do what needs to be done. So I trust you for that today. I trust you this morning for your anointing, God. I depend and rely on you again today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I think this is one of those times in which I feel like what kind of is rolling around in my spirit, in my head, in my heart. I'm not sure that I will really be able to get it out in the same way I kind of feel it. I, I, I am afraid that for the most part, most of us really do not grasp what this is all about and what we are doing here and the significance of all of this. We, we, we church going to church and I realize this is changing and I realize that church attendance is on the decline and I realize that surveys say less people are interested in church today than they were in the past. I understand all of that but at the same time church, going to church has been a part of the the, the foundation of this nation from the very beginning. The problem, I think, with that is it's just that. Church is a part of our society. We're used to seeing church buildings. We have religious affiliations. You can talk to people that don't go to church at all throughout the year and you start to tell them about your church and they will quickly tell you that, well, I, I go to such and such or I'm a member here and maybe Christmas and Easter they go. This today is not about church attendance. It's not about a religious organization. It's not about a brand of Christianity. There's something much more significant than that that is going on in this place today. Do you, do you get what verse 11 says? Does anybody grasp what that verse is saying? The spirit, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when I am filled with the spirit of God, the same spirit dwells in me 
the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that dwells in me. Now, let, let, let me just ask you, anybody got any problems or difficulties today? Anybody? Let me rephrase that. Let me ask it this way. Anybody, I, I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, well, I know some of you give, no offense. I mean, I realize it's probably, you're probably right, but let me, let me, some of you give the spiritual, oh, I have no problem. I don't have any problem. All right, set your spiritual man aside for a moment and answer in your carnality. Is there anybody here today that does not have some kind of a problem or difficulty or need? You don't have any needs? You do. Did you not understand my, I guess my question didn't come out right because I saw, does, do, do, who here does not? You, you, but let me ask it another. How many of you have some, just some kind, some kind of need? Some kind of need. Some kind of need. I, maybe it's just a toe ache. Maybe it's, I, I don't, but you got some kind of need. Can I ask you here? Can I ask you? Is there any, now the fact that you just raised a hand, I think answers my question, but is there anybody here today that your need is greater than death? Is more of a challenge to deal with than death? I mean, death is kind of the ultimate problem, won't you? From a natural perspective. I know from a spiritual perspective that Paul said to live is Christ, to die. I get all that, but, but, but even though we should not be carnally minded, we're being carnal for a moment. <laughs> death is the ultimate problem that none of us can fix it. So could, could I say it this way? There's no greater problem from this context than death, right? And the Spirit, the same Spirit, dealt in the life of Jesus with the ultimate problem. The Spirit, capital S, that was in Jesus and raised him from the dead. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? So, so if, if death is the top of the list of problems and everything else is under death, the spirit the Spirit, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit. Do, do I have any, uh, I know most of you today are healthy Folks, do I have any Coke, Coca-Cola people here today? Any, any Coca-Cola people here today? Got some, got some Coca-Cola people here today. 
Your Coca-Cola. All right, hey. Where, where else? Your Coca-Cola. You like Coca-Cola? Yeah. Hold on to that for just a second. I, I, I'm going to let you drink it, actually, just a minute. But right now, hold on to it. I was a teenager. I tried snort, snorting Coke one time. After that carbonation, I decided I wasn't ever doing that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nowhere. It's not going anywhere. Sorry. So I, I, I've given each one of you a Coca-Cola. Now, I know there, I don't see the signs. There are signs somewhere. used to be no food or drink in the auditorium except water. But... So this is, a, and it's unfortunate, it's room temperature, I don't have any ice for you, but, but do me a favor, I, I want you to open that can, I want you to take, take, take some, and I want you to open your can, I want you to drink some of it. Now, now I want you to, they're both drinking Coca-Cola. But it's not, thus you can have all you want, you don't have to worry about me, you can mean it's it it's but they're both drinking coca-cola it both of those cans have the same uh recipe they came from the same box right next to each other so they may have been produced in the same batch of cokes while they are both drinking a coca-cola they're not the same chances are if i gave both of them the same can of coke and said drink from it they don't know each other. They'd probably be like, you know, oh. They, they both have some Coca-Cola. They, they both have some Coca-Cola. But it's not the same. But you and I, we don't just have a duplicate production of the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We've got the same spirit. The same. I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've ever really noticed this with a can of Coca-Cola. It seems to me that pretty much every can of Coke tastes about the same. But I have experience with fountain Coca-Cola. It's not always the same. Sometimes it doesn't have the proper amount of sweetener and it's a lot of carbonation. The label may say, but it ain't the same. Sometimes it's sweeter than other times. The label says Coca-Cola. Of course, the other problem is when we put the right label on it, but it's really not what we say it is. Angie and I, I think it was one of our earlier anniversaries. If I'm not mistaken, we were away. Maybe it wasn't an anniversary. We were just away. Actually, somebody, I, I know it was. Somebody had given us, they had signed us up for, they had gone for a timeshare, and they signed us up for the free, you know, two-night stay. And 
the arm twisting pressure rise sales pitch. So we had gone there and we, we were there. We, we, we were out at the mall and grabbed some lunch. We grabbed some pizza from this little place at the food court and we got our pizza and we got our, 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 our Coca-Cola to share and, and, and we sat now. You know what? My dad says this. So if you feel this way, don't be offended by my statement. My own dad, he says he drinks Diet Coke for the taste of it. I, I do not under diet quote, diet Coke, diet drinks period are an, an acquired taste. And I think you like them because you have killed your taste buds and they now don't know any better. We sat down with our large Coke and we began to eat and I reached over to take my first gulp of the drink and that God-awful taste hit my mouth. This is diet. Just to be cautious, I let her confirm it. She said the same thing. I think as the good husband I am, if I'm not mistaken, I let her take the drink back. <laughs> and the guy was a little bit bothered by it because he, he, was, he was adamant, I got this out of the Coke. I'm sorry, sir, this is not regular Coke. So he dumped it out, filled it back up. We went and sat down. A few more bites of pizza, ready for the big gulp of Coke, only to find out the same thing. Go back over, and of course this time he's a little more agitated. But then he says, well, let me just double check. Sure enough, he goes into the back, and somebody had gotten the hoses crossed up. And he may have been plugged in, or he may have been getting it out of the Coke dispenser. But the source... Just because somebody puts the right label on it, you need to check the source. Just because it gets called Christian, you might want to double check the source. Because the source comes from no place else than from here. It does not come from modern thinking. It does not come from what politicians say. It does not come from what educators say. It's got to be hooked up to the only source. But you and I have not been given a can of the Spirit today. We don't just have a can of Holy Ghost. The same Spirit. The Mona Lisa was valued in 1962 at $100 million. In 2016, that translates into 790 million dollars for that painting that's hanging on a wall. You can get for under $20 a print of the Mona Lisa. It looks like the painting. But it's not the same. 
There is a value on the original that is not on a replica. There is no factory in heaven producing more spirit. There's no bottling company in heaven bottling spirit. The same spirit. Uh, I just feel like saying it like some say it. Y'all ain't hearing me this morning. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same one that quickens our mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwells in us. So if you and I are struggling today, it's not the Spirit that's the problem. The problem is I must be minding the things of the flesh or I must be carnally minded because the spirit that was able to go into that tomb and resurrect Jesus Christ is the same today as it was then. Not only is it the same spirit, but the power of that spirit is exactly the same today. If, if, if you, uh, if you, if you play sports, if you like to play sports at whatever level, if you, if you really want to play, you understand the older you get, the wiser you have to get. Because your, your ability, your, your strength, your stamina fades. I, I don't care how much you try to stay in shape, it, 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 it so you have to learn to be smarter. My dad, we saw a t-shirt one time when I was a teenager. The t-shirt was on an older gentleman. And the shirt said, age and guile always defeat youth and skill. I've lived that too many times in my life. I've gotten on a racquetball court with guys that are 30 and 40 years older than me. That I was running circles around them. But all they did was kind of stand in the middle of the court and just hit the ball where I wasn't. So you, you decide, you know what, I can't do what I used to do, so I, I, I either have to give it up or I have to adjust. I have to figure out how to do it different. I've got to be wiser and smarter. Can I tell you today, that may be the way you and I as human beings are. But God, the Spirit, has not diminished in power and ability. And God is not having to try to figure out how to do something wiser because He can't do what He used to do. The power, the same power that caused creation to come into being is the same power that caused Jesus. Jesus to rise from the dead and it's the same power that is not only in this place today but dwells inside of me. If that's the case, preacher, how come I got so much trouble and difficulty in my life? Because there is a war going on. 
there is a battle between my carnal man and my spirit man. Did you, did you notice? Let me see if I can find it real quick here. Did, did you notice what he said? Uh, oh, let's see. Verse 8, the flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God in the flesh. Basically, the gist of what Paul says in these verses is, your flesh is always going to oppose the Spirit. Always. That doesn't really make sense considering the fact my fleshly ways always cause pain. Problem, difficulty. God's ways always lead to peace. And yet there is a constant struggle between my carnal mind and the Spirit. But if somehow I can learn to walk after the Spirit, the same Spirit, if that Spirit was able to bring Jesus out of a grave, is that Spirit not able to deliver you from the addictions you're struggling with? If that spirit was able to bring Jesus out of a grave after three days, is that spirit not capable of dealing with the turmoil in your family? That, that spirit, anybody got a financial need today? Anybody got a financial need? Not a want, but a need, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask, how, how, how is your financial need more difficult than bringing life to a dead person? The same Spirit. Jewish New Testament says this, God's powerful Holy Spirit living in believers guarantees, guarantees. You want a money back guarantee? Guarantees that God will, will, Not might, not maybe. He will fulfill His promises and gives believers rock-solid hope. Even when passing through times of distress and apparent despair, Paul said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He said, we're troubled on every side. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We go through difficult times, but we are not hopeless. And he says, all of that is light affliction because it's working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not preaching this morning that the spirit that was in Christ is going to make your life and my life pain-free, problem-free. It didn't even do that for Jesus. But what it did was gave him the power to overcome. It gave him the power to be victorious. 
It gave him the power that whatever came against him, he was able to overcome it. So whatever it is that's facing you and I today, the promise of the Word of God is not pain-free, problem-free, but the promise is whatever it is, I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. And the way that I overcome is the same Spirit. The same spirit. I can't check my my watch says that it's 10 till 11. I, I can't check my watch. Check my iPad here. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. I'll keep thinking I got plenty of time. Oh, I, the same spirit. Brother Wright, you know you've said that a couple times. Yeah, the same The same Spirit. Many of us, I said us, I didn't say you, I'm not accusing you, I'm not pointing fingers, I said us, and I mean us. Many of us walked in here this morning discouraged, some depressed, overcome by the troubles and the difficulties and the problems of life, feeling hopeless, and yet what is in this place this morning? is the exact same spirit that when no one else could see what was going on in that tomb, when all everybody on the outside knew was death on the inside, there was resurrection taking place. Listen listen to what Ephesians, Ephesians 1 says. Ephesians 1 verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same. Did you hear that? You and I are his inheritance. I, I, my, my parents, my grandparents, one one grandparent remaining, my grandmother, my mom's mother. She's here today. My my grandparents, none of my grandparents, and the one living. I am not anticipating some great inheritance when they when my last grandmother passes. I do not anticipate an inheritance when my parents pass. Not a natural one. I have been reaping a spiritual inheritance from all of them that is far more valuable than any natural inheritance. But but for those that may be, I, I, I guess lucky would be okay way to say it, those that may be lucky enough that are expecting an inheritance... 
You, you are expecting something good. You are expecting the accumulation of wealth. You and I, according, can, can, can we get that verse on the screen? Ephesians 1, verse number, uh, verse 18. It says that we, the saints, are his inheritance. You and I are his inheritance. An inheritance is kind of also like a reputation. If you got a great inheritance, you got a great reputation. If you got a bad inheritance, you got a... What kind of reputation are you and I giving God? Because we, we're not just church members here. We're not here today. If you're a guest, we're not here to invite you to become a church member. Change churches if you're a part... There's so much more to this than that. There's a church. I may you may hear this again tonight. I apologize, but there's a church. I'll be nice and not refer to the what kind of church. But this this isn't the first year I've seen. They they post. They got one of those digital signs, and they post their summer service schedule. Because by all means, we can't expect people to plan their life around God. We need to plan God around life. And we just know everybody's so busy and doing all kinds of stuff in the summer, so we need to adjust. Don't get me wrong, I'm not against vacation. Some of you have taken one. I'm to, I'm, we're going on one soon. That, that's not my point. But we don't change to make Him fit. You want to know why the same Spirit is not accomplishing in us what it accomplished in Jesus? Because Jesus was fully submitted to that Spirit, allowing it to have control and do whatever it wants. We just want God to be our spiritual credit card. I just want you in my back pocket so when I run out of resources, I can just pull you out and swipe you and everything will be okay. If I want the full benefits of the same spirit that Jesus had, I've got to give it full control. I don't know, preacher, if I want to give up control. Yeah, because you're doing such a great job. You're just such, you're doing such a wonderful job managing. Maybe, in fact, maybe you could become a life coach for all of us. Yeah, you're all, you, you, it's all going so good. My, my, my question to you would be, what do you have to lose? By truly saying, you know what, okay, let's just see what the same spirit that was in Jesus can do in me. What do I have to lose? What do I have to give up? <laughs> the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power. And look at these next several words. To usward who believe. Not just that He's got great power. But it's to us that believe according to the working of his mighty power. 
which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things, all things, all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I don't know if they've got it in the sound booth or not, but I want to read this to you from the Amplified Bible. For this reason, verse 15, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. Mm. Okay. To hear that again, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church. A headship exercised throughout the church. That's us. He is the head of the body, but you and I are a part of the body that has the headship exercised throughout the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. The fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of Him who makes everything complete and who fills everything, everywhere with 
himself. Oh, help me, Jesus. I don't mean this offensively, but the reaction or the lack of reaction proves somewhere, maybe on my part, happy to accept that, but somewhere there's a disconnect. If, if they walked in the back door with the cameras and walked up to one of you and said, you have just won a million dollars. Yeah, there we go. We'll make it tax-free. Fine. It's our story. We write it how we want to. You have, here is a million dollars. I'm not trying to be offensive to any of you, really. And if I make you mad, hopefully it'll produce something good. But if that happened right now, would you be doing what most of you are doing? What a couple of you are doing? Would you? Is there anybody in here that couldn't use a million dollars? I got a feeling as few of us would get excited if they just told us we got $10,000. I mean, I mean, I mean, if that, if that was the case, you, 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 if you've never done it, if you've never done it, go, go, you can do an easy search online. I'm not, I you, you have to figure out how to search it, but <laughs> go research lottery winners. Go research lottery winners. And find out how many of them have ended up in worse shape after winning than they were before. I got to tell you, you would think if you won a million dollars, you could do all right with that for the rest of your life. I, I, I was out of town. I don't remember how, when it was. It was in the last, I think, year or so. I was somewhere, and I was I was killing some time in the hotel room, flipping through the TV, and I, I forget what channel it was, and I came across. And they were actually doing a, it was a, it was stories on lottery winners and where they are now. And people who had won millions of dollars, millions, are now broke. Go, you know what? I, I just heard it, I, an actor the other day, very well-known actor, that has made millions and millions of dollars is broke. Broke. I mean, I got to tell you, I think if I had a million dollars, we'd be pretty good for the rest of my life, I think. Because with a little bit of wise investment and management. So, you know what? Somebody walked in here, million dollars, tax free. Compliments of Brother Isaac. He's got the taxes. Woo! New house, new car, new clothes, vacation. I mean, you start checking it off. The problem is that is a limited amount of money. And apparently even a million dollars, which seems kind of hard for me to, today to believe, but apparently a million dollars in no time can be gone. And you're back to where you were. And yet I'm here today with news for you. No, not a million dollars. But the Spirit... The Spirit. 
The same, I, I know it's going to mess with a few of your minds, I'll have to explain this later. The same spirit, though, that it was a part of the process of let there be light. And there was light. The same spirit that was then, which was the same spirit that went into that tomb where Jesus was and caused him to get up out of the grave, is the same spirit that is in this place and that is in some of us today. Now, I don't mean this to sound defensive because I don't have to defend the spirit. But if you're sitting here and in your mind, you're arguing, you know what, Brother Wright, I ain't experienced. I got the spirit and I haven't experienced that. The problem is not the spirit. The problem is not the spirit. If the Spirit, capital S, is not doing in you what it did for Jesus, the problem's not the Spirit. We live in a world, and let's be honest, there's a bunch of us that recognize it and still are affected by it. We live in a world that points the finger at everybody else. No one... Seems or few take responsibility for their actions. And so you and I can sit here and point fingers at the Spirit. But when I am minding the flesh, when I am minding the things of the flesh, the Spirit... Let me tell you something. I, I've said this before. I'll use it again today in this context. You can go to the gym every day of the week, work out two or three hours a day. But you go out home every night and sit down with a full course meal and all kinds of desserts and drinks full of sugar. At the very least, all you're going to do is balance out what you did at the gym. And in fact, the bad eating is really probably going to override what you do at the gym. We show up for church once a week and expect a dose of God. Some of you used to do this in the world. Now you've just changed what you put in the glass. You used to get your little shot of whiskey. Uh-oh. Now you come get a shot of Jesus. And expect that. No, 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 no. The reason that the spirit that you and I have in us was able to bring life back to Jesus is because he had decided not to be fleshly or carnally minded, but to be spiritually minded. You say, well, he was Jesus. That's what he had to do. No. Because if he was Jesus and didn't have the same ability that you and I have to fail, his sacrifice would not have accomplished what it did. He was just as much of a human being as you and I are. He had just the same desires that you and I have. But he chose to submit them to the Father so that the Spirit could accomplish what it did in his life. And so today, I'm not here to offer you a can of spirit. 
I'm not off here to offer you a bottle of water that was bottled somewhere from some spring that probably just came out of a spigot. But what you and I have the opportunity to experience, and if you don't already have it, to have is the same spirit. I think sometimes those that are here and you have a fairly basic or at least a basic knowledge of what it means to be apostolic, I think sometimes we think that the idea of repenting and being baptized and infilling of the Holy Ghost is just, that's just the initiation process. Some churches you go to and, and you, you say a prayer, you accept the Lord as your Savior and you're saved and so, well, we just, as apostolics, we have a little different formula, but it's our formula. Repenting of your sins, being baptized in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost as evidenced by speaking in other tongues is not just the apostolic formula that we've come up with so that we can distinguish ourselves from everybody else. You see, if you have a product, if that there's other products, you gotta find your niche in the market. So you gotta do something a little bit different. You gotta, you gotta come up with a little bit of a twist. If, if, if you know, you, you got Nike, but you got Reebok, you got Adidas, you got Under Armour, and they all produce a lot of the similar type products, but you gotta find a little twist to make it your deal. So, I mean, we all know that we're apostolics, and so we just, we have a, we have a little bit more difficult formula. Are you kidding? No? He said, if you don't have his spirit, you're not his. Don't care what you do. Don't care what you know. If you don't have his spirit, you're not his. And the spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, that can indwell us as evidenced by speaking in other tongues, is not just the neat little way to be an apostolic. It is the way that the spirit. The same. I, I, I just, I know I would bore you to death, but I just, I almost feel like just standing here for an hour just saying it over and over. The same spirit. The same spirit. I mean, the same thing that caused him to get out of the grave. The, the exact spirit, Brother Barr. So what is it in this place today? What is it that any individual here today is dealing with in your life that that spirit can't overcome? Absolutely nothing. We sung it. You have won the victory. You, you, again, I think our problem is if your team wins the championship, if your team won the Super Bowl, let's be honest, how does that really affect you? Oh, Jesus. How does that we got any? I know we got one. 
We got any Patriots fans to, today besides the one on the... We got, we got two, three. Praise God. We only got th- three or four. Hallelujah. Thank God. We, we'll pray that spirit off of them, hopefully. How? 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 I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a diehard fan, how does that win? I've had a few times where my teams, my teams, isn't that funny? My teams have won. My, my alma mater won the national championship in basketball 16 years ago. Woo. I got a t-shirt I wear around the house still. It's got all the games on the back of it, the scores and the fact they won. Hadn't done any good the last couple of years. I got an Orioles shirt. Somewhere in the depths of my t-shirts. That I have not worn all summer. And at this point have no plan of wearing. Unless they've changed. I I stopped paying attention. I don't know if they, maybe they turned it around some. If they did, don't tell me. If they didn't, don't tell me. Other, other than a moment, Brother Lewis, of excitement because my team won. It does not change my life. Oh. It doesn't change my world. It does nothing for me and the excitement of it is short lived because you're looking at the next season. You've got like one day where you're the champs and after that you're the defending. And somebody's looking to replace you. So that victory does nothing for you. It may do something for the guys on that team because they're going to get a bigger salary because of their performance. But for you and I. But when we say you have won the victory. I'm not just sitting back as a fan saying you won. Happy for you. But when I say you won the victory, what I'm also declaring is that because you won, there is victory that can be for me. And the same spirit that caused you to win is the same spirit that can cause me to win. Stand, please. The same. Oh, Jesus. The same. I'm not going there today. I haven't been there in a while. There's one thing, one thing that always trumps Mission Barbecue on a Sunday. One thing. And that's homemade breakfast. Eggs and grits. Mm. I know you northerners have your way, but... I thank God for my southern roots when it comes to food. I'm a, 
I'm a northerner in a lot of other ways. I know, Maryland, South, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Compared to Mississippi, it's north. Those grits, not with sugar on them. But butter. You mix them in with those scrambled eggs that got cheese on them. You mix it all together. Got some Pillsbury biscuits. Got some grape jelly. Got some bacon. Coffee with lots of cream and sugar. And a little glass of orange juice. Mission Barbecue's great, but it's a long way down from that. If you like tea, if you like sweet tea, there's only one place to get tea in this area. One place. Only one place. Mission Barbecue. That stuff everybody else has, I don't know what it is. But you know what I do when I go to Mission Barbecue? There's two sets of tea, sweet tea, lemonade, and unsweet. And it's just like that. The left side, it's sweet. Lemonade unsweet, the right side it's sweet, lemonade unsweet. Take my word for it. What I always do, sometimes I don't have to do it because Timothy helps me out. But I get a I get a I get a sip or two worth of tea from this one and I taste it, and then I go over to the other one to find out which one. Because both say Sweet tea. But they're not the same. What I can guarantee you this morning, you don't have to check the dispensers to find out the one that's the best. Because there's only one dispenser. But it's not a dispenser of a reproduction. It is the same How about this? The same spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, which is the same spirit. The, do, do you realize, I, I, whatever you see of me, do you realize what I really am? What you really are? I am a container of the same spirit. I I thought I was done, but it's only 1120, so it changed. I I thought I was done. I'm trying to quit. Do do you understand the, the same spirit that gave Jesus the ability to say to blind eyes open and deaf ears unstopped? The same spirit that gave Jesus the ability and the authority to say to Lazarus who had been dead four days, get up. The same spirit that was able to say to a mother's child that was dead on his way to the cemetery, arise. That, that, that same spirit. Here, here's the, here, here is the challenge. Well, I, I, that, I've tried that. It hadn't worked. Tried it for what purposes? You see, if you're carnally minded, you get that kind of power. It's dangerous. 
have to be spiritually minded because Jesus did not use his power and ability and the spirit that was in him for his own personal gain and pleasure. In fact, he said, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have any place to sleep because he didn't take the spirit that was in him and buy a mansion and all kinds of junk. But the same spirit that operated in him and through him and ultimately caused him to live again is the same spirit. There are people that walked into this place today. Some of you have been clinically diagnosed as depressed. Others of you, perhaps you haven't received a clinical diagnosis, but you're battling depression. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that can live inside of you and deliver you from the bondage of depression. Addictions in this place, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, addiction of pornography in this place right now. The same spirit. Your drug addiction, your alcohol addiction, your pornography addiction is no more powerful than death. And the same spirit. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I I want to give a couple of appeals this morning, if I could. I want to give an appeal first and foremost. If you would, heads are bowed and eyes closed out of respect, if nothing else. But hopefully as a way of you focusing in on the Spirit of God trying to talk to you. If you're in this place today and you've never experienced the infilling of the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in other tongues, that is the Spirit. That's the Spirit I have preached about. That is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that is the Spirit that is in this place right now that you can have on the inside of you That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that can live in you. The way you get that spirit, as I've already said, you've got to repent of your sins. You've got to ask God to forgive you for those things you've done wrong. You've got to be baptized in His name and then you're filled with His spirit as evidenced by speaking in other tongues. If you've never had that experience today, I've got great news for you. You can have that experience this morning before you leave. And you can leave today with the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of you. But I'm also here today to appeal to some folks that you've already been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've already been baptized in Jesus' name. You've already spoken in other tongues But the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is not having the freedom and the liberty to do what needs to be done in you. And so I'm inviting you today to once again surrender, yield yourself. God, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives inside of me is able to do whatever needs to be done in my life today. So as heads continue to be bowed and eyes closed, if you would, I invite you right now, if any of those things apply to you and you feel that this morning, to step out of your seat and make your way down to this altar area and give that spirit the opportunity today to do in your life what it wants to do.
In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, this is it. This is it. God desires this to be a new day for somebody. God desires this to be a fresh start for somebody. Maybe, again, you've already, you've already been filled with that spirit. But maybe you've been walking according to the desires of the flesh. Maybe, maybe you've been allowing the carnal mind to govern your life. Maybe you've been allowing the carnal mind to dictate your decisions and the direction. And so today, you just need to surrender again and allow that same spirit to do in your life what it has the ability to do in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus if I could get some folks to help me right now some have responded and I'm asking you to be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord come on God is in this place today I believe with all of my heart there are some people here today that God has brought to this place and it's His intent for you to leave here today different than you came. Maybe you come all the time, but today is a new day. Today is a new season that God has ordained to leave not the same as you have left times before, but to leave today surrendered and yielded to that spirit to do in you the same thing it did in Jesus bring life bring deliverance from bondage and chains that have me bound produce life produce peace produce joy in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's some of you today. It's been a while since you've just allowed that spirit, that same spirit to just flow through you freely to do what needs to be done in your life. If that same spirit, if that spirit raised Jesus from a natural death, don't you think he can raise some of you from what you feel is a spiritual death? Raise some of you from what feels like a spiritual life that is struggling and dying, but there's fresh life today. There's resurrection today. The same spirit. The same spirit. It's been in this place all day. It's been here all morning. Throughout our worship. Throughout the message. That spirit. That same spirit. What do I have to do, Brother Wright? You just got to let it work. You just got to allow it to do what it has the ability to do. In the name of Jesus, right now, God, let the same Spirit, let the same Spirit that produced resurrection in your natural body, let it produce resurrection and life in this place today. Let it produce life in this place today.
God, I pray for revelation right now. The eyes of our understanding would be open. That there would be revelation and understanding of the significance of what has been put within us. That it's not just a replica of something else. It's not just a duplication of something else, but it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same same spirit with the same power and the same ability today that it's always had. Let it be released in this place right now, Jesus. Let it be released in the lives of individuals in this place right now, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The same way in which you brought natural resurrection, let there be a spiritual resurrection in this place today as a result of the same Spirit. The same, the same. Let that same spirit work in this place today and do what it is you are capable of doing, Jesus. Deliverance today. Healing today. Life today victory today Thank you that you haven't just won the victory for you, but you've won the victory for me. You've won the victory. Your victory means victory for me. Your victory means I can have victory. I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you for it, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 for me you want it all for me and I thank you for hallelujah hallelujah whenever you need to go you're welcome to do so the presence of the Lord is still working and moving in this place hallelujah Jesus, yes, you are Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you that the victory you won is not just something I observe, but I thank you that it's something that impacts my life. 
I thank you that it's something that changes my life. Thank you for it, Jesus. Oh, 